How was year two of being freelance? Do you ever wish life had an undo button? Walking the balance between business and the creative life can be hard. But Matt and Shelby are here to attempt to answer the tough questions, so you don't need an undo. Presented by Made by Things, this is The Command Z Show. And welcome to episode 3,642 of The Command Z Show. Wouldn't that be something? Man, some of these people that have like, that are like, have been doing podcasts for like 15 years or something. Like, it's just crazy. And we still have more podcasts than they do. No, we don't. We have like 38. Yeah, we've got, something. you know, something. Maybe about 40, I suppose, around there. Yeah. And uh, let's call it let's call it episode forty. It's probably not. So if you're actually looking at this, and episode forty, let me tell you, it's a doozy. It's a really special one that we have today. Um, let's see. But before we get into that, Shelby, how you doing? I'm doing okay. I'm excited. We've got a guest on the podcast. It's very exciting. We sure do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and guest, uh, we have a very special guest. A guest that has been on the show before our first two-time guest on the show uh very very exciting audrey steven audrey how you doing Ooh, hello good how are you guys doing oh geez uh i'm <laughs> i'm doing i'm doing all right you know we really <laughs> we really just got into this show like we, we literally just like hey how you doing let's start recording now yes <laughs> uh that's how i like to do it and um you know things are things are crazy on on our side, but the reason that we're having you on here is because uh, I think things are going crazy for you as well. And uh, uh, before we jump into some of those specifics, there we got to ask the question. The main question that we talk about on today's podcast is, how was year two of being freelance? Oh man, Let's it's my there. anniversary. It's so crazy. Uh, year two was kind not a 180, but something close to that degree. Um, it was definitely very different than the first year in a very good way. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, for everybody, I guess what I'll say, I don't, don't remember the episode number, but it was <laughs> probably like five or six or something like that. Go back, listen to that one. Press pause on this one right now. Go back, <laughs> listen to that one. And then come back over here. The reason that, well, I get there, there's so many things that you're doing that I absolutely love. Uh, one, uh, here's, get ready. Get ready. All the compliments <laughs> start right now. Making me gush again, <clears throat> just like the first time. Just like the first one. <laughs> it's going to be a lot of the same. <laughs> uh, first of all, the work that you do is incredible. It's great work. Um, you are too good for how young you are right now. Um, and you, you, I mean, I talked about this in the first one, but you, I never had you in my class officially, but you did show up on a number of occasions and, um, it was very clear at that point that you wanted to learn as fast as you could. You like, nobody could give you information fast enough. You were absorbing things and you were ready to keep moving on. And, uh, Again, just the the work that you were doing is one thing, but then you decided that 
um, I'm going to, I'm going to be freelance and you go into it. You go in through your first year. I'm, you know, I love the conversation that we had last time, but now I guess how, how, what, what is that 180? How have things been different in year two from year one? I, I think more from like the numbers standpoint. And I think like, that's kind of why I wanted to do those, um, those little social posts that I've been doing of like the stats of everything more so for me to kind of see in a, in a snapshot, like how much has actually changed. And I think in terms of the amount of clients that I've had, I've, I've cut those in half pretty much exactly, um, doubled the income, which, which is super exciting. That was a huge goal of mine to be able to do that on my own. And I, I got to do it. So that was a big win for me. Um, and then in terms of just like general visibility too, because I, I started YouTube last year, um, I paid more attention to my website and stuff. I added an online store and was adding more things to that. So a lot more visibility on that end too, and like LinkedIn and all that kind of stuff. Um, so yeah, there was definitely like a good just change of pace. I think that really just kind of helped the momentum of, of last year, I think. Well, let's, let's dive into this. Um, half clients, double income. <laughs> Did you go into year two trying to actually work with less people or was that just something that just sort of worked itself out? I think kind of both. I, I think from my first year, I definitely realized I was like, oh man, I took on a lot more than I probably should have. And I think that was just kind of out of, you know, the first year freelancing panic of like, if I don't have clients, I'm not going to make money and, and, you know, simple math, but, <laughs> uh, you know, kind of overbooking myself on accident and, and stuff like that too. And just kind of taking a lot of projects that A, I didn't really care about, B, they didn't even pay a lot too. So it was kind of a, a double whammy there. Um, and then trying to kind of find ways to hone in on the specific like industries that I wanted to do work for also. Um, so it was kind of just like waiting in the water, waiting for like, you know, the big cruise ship that I could hop on board and, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and do the half, half clients and, and, you know, do bigger projects that I cared about, bigger budgets, all that kind of stuff. Right. Um, not to make this about me. <laughs> uh, I always hate that. It is your podcast. <laughs> this is what I, I do this so much. Like when I'm teaching, I'm like, I just how I communicate with people is through telling stories about myself. Um, but it just, I don't know. It makes me go back to like my first year and my second year and how things are different. And in that first year, like so much of what you just said, like that is the common thing. And people it's enough to burn a lot of people out because yes, you say yes to projects that you should have said no to. Uh, you're going to want to check out two podcasts ago when we say, uh, was it two, two podcasts ago or was it the last one? I don't know. Uh, I think it may have been two podcasts ago. Maybe, maybe it was the last one. Yeah, I'm going to need everyone to press pause on this one right now. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Again. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's this idea. Like it's so difficult to learn how to say no to certain things or to learn more specifically, like what, what should you be doing? Like the, the very first project that I took on, I, I probably said this before on the podcast, but like the very first project that I took on when I went like full-time on my own was like $150. And I spent an entire week of my life on this thing. And like, at the time I was like, cool, I'm doing it. But then like, I start looking back and I was like, <laughs> no, like that was not productive in any way. Like I, you know, was was making like a dollar an hour, basically. Like, that's not super effective. But 
anyway, um, but going into that second year, you got a lot of data from things. Now, see, this is the other thing that I, I think that you're doing that's super smart that not many people do is they keep, or is that you're keeping track of some of the stuff, like you make it a very public uh, thing that you do on social media of like, hey, here's where things ended here. I mean, there are certainly some people out there that are, that'll share way more, but most mm-hmm. don't share any of this stuff. Um, but the biggest thing is for yourself, you're actually being able to, I don't know, do something with this. So I guess, let me ask that question first. Like how, how important has keeping track of data been for you and how, how diligent do you feel like you are doing that? Oh, it's extremely important to me. I think you know me more than anything that like having like archives and like uh, time capsules of, of things, like whether it's like my own personal work and just seeing like skill level increase to now that, you know, now that I'm freelancing, like the number side of things um, and just being able to say that like I did that on my own is, is super, you know, like pat on the back for myself. Um I just lost my train of thought. Excuse me. <laughs> uh, cut he, that, cut that, cut that. No, no, no. It's staying. <laughs> uh, we're going to keep track of that data. <laughs> Audrey messed up one time so far. <laughs> yes, I did. Um, I will say, too, that um, I think looking at my first year stats and looking at my second year stats, it has become so much more clear to me, like, where my priorities lie for, like, year two, like, for the rest of this year kind of going on, or year three, I guess, now. Um and uh, and it's really it's really like calming in a way to kind of know where I can actually focus because I, I think I've just always kind of become that type of you know designer artist whoever that you know there's just so much going on up here up mm-hmm. in the head of like I need to work on this I need to improve this skill I need to get better at business stuff or whatever um, and so I think like seeing high level what stuff I I really focused on that first year and finding out that there were a lot of things that didn't actually matter in the end um, or just didn't matter as much. And then second year realizing like, okay, it's go time to start doing this, this, and this. And there's a good couple of goals that I have for this, uh, for this third year now um, that I'm really excited to start honing in on. Nice. I want to get a lot more into those, that, that those mm-hmm. year three goals in a little bit. Yeah. Um, but I'm curious, is there, is there any data that you wish you would have kept track of that you didn't in these mm. first two years? Oh, man, probably. I'm trying to think. Cause I, when I was looking at all the data and stuff uh, like about a month or so ago to start prepping for, you know, mm-hmm. the animated stats and stuff, I had to do a lot of digging. And I think, uh, I think too, one of my um, Google spreadsheets like totally glitched out and like I lost half of like what my year's income was. So I had to oh, no. track all that down through invoices <laughs> and stuff. So that was a whole other thing. Oh, no. Um, but in terms of just other data, I don't I don't really know because I think, uh, especially with doing YouTube and focusing on the website and stuff, I think that's just kind of where my, my focus was. But I'm sure there's like a data point that would have been really good to have that I probably missed. But yeah. Yeah. I uh, For me, I mean, those first few years for me, I definitely didn't keep track of, I mean, I, I was so just busy trying to stay alive. That's what it felt like. <laughs> yeah. Um, so to me, there was a lot of stuff that was really missed out in those first few years that I wish I would have had, um, just simply because I would have known how to take action on things. I mean, obviously, I knew like my income. That's I mean, finances are always the easiest thing to mm-hmm. probably track. Um, but that doesn't tell the whole story 
mm-hmm. very rarely does it, you know? Um, right. But when you do see things like, oh, man, I was able to double my income. Like, how how did I do that? If you don't know that answer, you're just like, I guess I just... Yeah, just hope I do it again. Right. <laughs> Somehow. That, right, right. And I think that's that's what it is. Like, so many people, they rely on on luck mm-hmm. or just the world working out in some way. Yeah. And I'm I'm not that person. And I don't think no. that you are either. <laughs> I um, don't trust the world. I don't trust most right. people. So. Right, right, right. So, like, yeah. yeah, for me, I'm like, I need a formula for mm-hmm. everything of some kind. Like, just... Just to know, like, what, what's working, what's not working. Uh, one of the things that you talked about was, like, I, the question that I'm probably asked most is, like, how do I get more clients? So maybe over the last two years, if, if you can, can you share anything that's worked well and things that just were awful and didn't work at all? Yeah, so I will say LinkedIn has been a great resource, uh, not sponsored at all. <laughs> um, it's it's just funny because uh, the best clients and the best projects that are actually ones that I, I really wanted to work on were ones that I just literally commented on a post on LinkedIn. I just happened to find something. Um, little did I ever go cold messaging people on LinkedIn. Um, I think there's a certain way people should go about that that is not really talking talked about very often. And I, I just try to stay away from that if I can. Um, you know, if the right people find my portfolio, then that's that's even better. Uh, but I try not to like hunt people down all that often. Um, so yeah, finding finding little uh, just kind of diamond in the rough posts like that have been really awesome and kind of learning how to cheat the cheat the LinkedIn algorithm of like looking for those things. And not many people know how to like find that stuff. Um, And then I think some of it, too, was just kind of um, I'm like trying to think back of like who my clients were. Um, (laughs) Some of them were um, just like word of mouth, like friends or colleagues that I had that just kind of like gave my name to um, to someone uh, that they worked for, which is always the dream is to have a a good circle of, of friends in that way. Um, but yeah, I think other than that, it's either recurring, which like I've had them last year or something, and I'm just kind of on their roster, uh, LinkedIn or by, by a friend or colleague. Yeah. Yeah. I think that especially says a lot whenever people keep coming back to you. Um, to me, that's always like the best testimonial in a way is like, I don't need you to write anything. Mm -hmm. I just need to say that we keep working together and that speaks for itself a bit. Um, so getting into kind of what, what you've learned to be able to move forward on, what did I just say? Does that make sense? (laughs) (laughs) What, so going to what you've learned so far in year one and two, now I want to get into how that impacts year three for you. What are some of the biggest changes that you plan on making and why? Yeah, I think for one thing, I think keeping the client list a little shorter. Uh, mm-hmm. It's it's definitely been nicer. And uh, and one of the main, I think over half of my income from last year was because of just one client. Um, it was just like a nine plus, I'm still on a contract with them um, doing work that I absolutely love. Like it's actually a dream job. And that was one that came from commenting on a LinkedIn post. So nice. dreams do come true on LinkedIn. Um, <laughs> you just have to find it. Um, and I think, uh, yeah, so client list kind of being down. And I think something I realized, and I think specifically working with them was uh, 
was like, okay, I really want to start working on my art director journey now. Uh, I've been a designer, illustrator, you know, more recently a motion designer, kind of more on the self-taught realm for a while now. Um, and I've always wanted to be some kind of, you know, director more on the more on the art side for a while. Um, but I think there comes a point in someone's career where you're like, okay, like this is comfortable, this is nice, but also being comfortable is scary to me. <laughs> I think like once I notice like, okay, things are a little just like chill, like a little too chill or a little too, you know, not necessarily easy, but you know what I mean. Um, and, uh, and I'm like, okay, I need to start figuring out how to kind of work up to that. Um, cause that's, that's always been a goal of mine. And I think, uh, starting to get a roster of people that I want to talk to about that kind of stuff. Um, and just learning what kind of steps, you know, properly to kind of work toward that art director role, especially as a freelancer too. I don't know how different those paths are, like when you're working through a studio or, um, you know, a company rather than just doing it on your own. So, see, I want to do it right. And I want to do it, uh, with the right amount of time and just experience and all that stuff. But that's, that's definitely a huge goal. And then obviously the income is, is always going to be a goal. Um, I think, I think this year with my fiance and I getting married, we're going to have a honeymoon and all that kind of stuff. That is just like, we just, we just want to have that stuff taken care of. So for me, I think, I think income is kind of like whatever happens happens, but as long as everything's taken care of, you know, that's, that's totally fine. We're also moving out of Arizona this year. So that's kind of another big, another big thing too. Um, but yeah, I think, uh, I think just career shift is where, where my, my sights are kind of lying right now. I like it. Uh, yeah. As far as income goes, are you trying to double again? <laughs> I mean, of course I, you're trying, but... <laughs> right, of course I'm trying. Um, I, I think if I could just at least hit three figures again, that would be amazing. It doesn't necessarily need to be doubled, but considering it's just me and my fiance right now, which he's also freelancing now, he's joined the dark side of, of solo entrepreneurship. <laughs> uh, he's a video editor. So we're kind of just tackling things together and separately at the same time, which is really fun. Um, but yeah, I, I think just in general, like as long as we're not sinking, <laughs> that's a, that's a goal for me. And our goal is just to get married and just to, you know, see what's next. But, um, but one day I will double what I have what I have for the the second year. That'll that'll be an eventual goal, I think. I love that. <laughs> I think um, for me, uh, let's see how how much do I want to share here. I'll share it. Um, <laughs> I think for me, it wasn't whenever I started like those first couple of years. <clears throat> the first year, it was definitely like from full time to freelance. It was a big drop off, like just trying to, I don't know. I just felt like I was constantly stumbling and just trying to stand up. And definitely it was very much trying to survive. I also had a a less than one year old at the time uh, as the only income in my family. So I was like, okay, I don't know. There was definitely a lot of pressure, but it was also like, I mean, I enjoyed it, but it was hard. And then year two, I didn't see double. Um, I don't think that that probably happened until year three, maybe. Um, but then there's a couple years, I mean, once I started adding people to the team and once we started to really like figure, figure things out, that's how I knew that we were figuring things out is we were doubling our revenue three years in a row. And I was like, okay. So I guess to me, I'm always like, if you can double in one year, that means you figured something out. Like that's likely not a fluke of of some kind especially if you can do it three years in a row 
that's not a challenge, but, (laughs) (laughs) um, I, I don't know. Like, again, like that, that those finances really tell a story, but again, you got to be able to know why those things Mm -hmm. sort of happened. Right. Um, so let me ask you about this. Let's fast forward a bit. So like, yes, you want to shift kind of maybe some of the work that you're doing. Um, let's, let's go ahead to year five. And you say, this is an interview question right here. You say, (laughs) you tell people that you feel like you are successful at what you do. Um, what does that mean? What, what, what specifically has happened in your life and career at that point? To, to be like, consider myself successful. Right. I think, man, I, I think there comes a bit of like a little bit of everything where obviously income is like, it's good. You know, it's like a little, maybe a little more than good, but it's good. Um, and I think, I think the amount of freedom, uh, and I'm not to say that like, oh, I can do whatever I want on any project, not that kind of freedom, but I think the freedom to say no, um, that was something that I learned my second year, but the more of that freedom to say no, um, and be able to say more yeses to the, to the better projects and bigger projects. And I think, I think overall, like industry, industries mattered a lot to me just because, flashback to me being in uh, CCAD and stuff, you know, in the design program, it was, it was amazing, but I feel like there just wasn't enough, you know, talk about the different kind of paths that, that design and advertising could actually take. And so I had to kind of find that on my own, like after the fact, um, which was, which was fine. It was kind of fun in the process, but you know, everything was all branding and packaging and, you know, advertising and stuff like that. And I was like, okay, cool. Like it's, you know, it's good to kind of know that stuff, but but in terms of just entertainment and I want to do stuff for like TV shows and sports and like, you know, FX ad promos and like video games and, you know, stuff like that, that was never talked about. Um, so the fact that like, I'm already kind of like not even dipping my toes, the, the contract I'm on is with probably the most successful, in my opinion, video game company publisher in the world. Uh, and I'm getting to art lead their next campaign. Like, is nice. that's more of like stick, like sticking my foot in the water. At least, like, if not like half of my body in the water um, instead sure. of the toes. But um, so I think I think industry matters a lot to me, and just being able to have more experience in that, um, and not doing projects that are way left field for me that I'm kind of trying to learn as I go. Um, so I think honing in on that a little bit more and, and officially kind of niching, that was always something I think I struggled with was, you know, like I can do all these kind of things and I want to learn everything. But uh, in terms of applying that to certain industries or certain types of work, I've always kind of struggled with that. So uh, so I think kind of honing in on that is what I would consider successful, too. I love it. Uh, I, I guess I neglected the question of do you do you feel like you've succeeded? <laughs> Do you feel like you've succeeded at this point, two years in? I do, yes, because it is at least a an improvement from the first year, and that is just to me successful. I think, you know, having general goals and obviously having more specific, um, you know, uh, like numerical kind of goals is important too. But I think overall, just saying like I had one more client that, you know, was I would consider a dream client uh, to work with was was a success for sure. Do you feel like there was anything that could have happened in the second year that would have made you stop 
Mm, that's a really good question. I mean, Thank I you. think if I <laughs> you're great at this, Matt. This is <laughs> um, I, I think I think if I just didn't get any clients out, out of you know all of a sudden, and if um, if I were getting clients that just didn't respect you know me or my rate, um, and just kind of all these red flags, that was just like, man, this is not what I signed up for. Um, you know, stuff like that. I think like huge red flags would have been. Kind of at least more of a break point. I think I think I would still try to figure out a way to to freelance. Um, maybe not in the most, you know, traditional fashion or something. But but working for myself has been the best move I think I've ever made in my career um, so far. And uh, and it's funny because um, just working with the you know the clients that I have and and can and my my fiance actually asked me this too of like if if so-and-so like insert amazing dream job like client here if they asked you to you know work for them full-time you could be remote whatever double salary would you take it and and I honestly was like I actually don't think so (laughs) like it's it's very interesting to kind of step back and think of like especially now because that that kind of is like a little more of a reality of like I've worked with uh this certain client for almost a year. Um, and so it almost kind of feels like I'm a full-time employee and, and thinking of like, would I actually do this? Um, if I had the chance and, uh, so yeah, I think there, it really would take a lot for, for me to say like, no, I don't think I can do freelancing anymore. Um, that kind of thing, but I'm, I'm a pretty persistent person. So right. And that's <laughs> take, why I asked it would that. take a lot. Yeah. That's why I asked that question. Cause I don't think that there is anything yeah. <laughs> that, that would have happened. I, I would find a way. I would well, exactly. And that's, that's, yeah. that's what it comes down to. Um, I'm not saying that like people should just stick to things that aren't working, not necessarily right. saying that, but I think that in general, people give up too soon. That's a general mm-hmm. blanket statement on everything. And, uh, <laughs> Cause that, that first year, I, I don't know, like I, the first two years, like there were several times where I'm like, maybe, maybe not, maybe this isn't a good idea. <clears throat> and at, at that point, if somebody asked me in those first two years, like to work full time somewhere, depending on the situation, I, I would have probably considered it. Luckily, nobody asked me. <laughs> no, that's not true. Um, there was a couple of people here and there that were interested but i i just didn't feel like i tested this enough yet mm-hmm. um but that's that's the reason that most people do give up in those first two years is because it's very di- the sales game of this whole thing is difficult the business development aspect of it i mean, I, such, I shouldn't say it's difficult it's time consuming and if mm-hmm. you're not willing to give time to it it won't reward you in any way and you know sometimes you can get lucky. Sometimes you get referrals, but I don't know. To me, it wasn't until I started putting a process in place of like, how do I intentionally get new clients? Mm -hmm. Um, That's whenever things started to probably turn for me where I was like, okay, like this isn't as bad as I thought it was. Um, I mean, it's still something even to this day that like, you know, for, so the data that we keep track of now, so things like, okay, how many leads are coming in per month? Project requests mm-hmm. basically are coming in. And I, so I have a few years worth of averages that I'm looking at. So 
at every single month this year, I already have like, I have goals for every single month of the year. And basically, so we use Notion and then whenever that month is over, then I go to the next month. And then those goals are already written there at the beginning of the year. I still add some other things in, but the the lead totals, I put the average in there. I'm like, all right, this is how many project requests that we're looking for. Now, if I don't get that, or if it starts dropping, then I'm like, mm, my effort is not, uh, not where it should be. Mm-hmm. And then it tells me like, okay, like, so at first it was like, okay, yeah, I can see the data from a year perspective, but now I'm like looking at it on a month to month schedule basically, and being able to act on things a lot sooner. But yeah, I just, I guess overall, like that problem of not being able to find clients, again, that's the main reason why people stop doing this. And, Mm -hmm. and if it is something that is difficult for, for people or not, you're not comfortable doing it, then it's, it's not the best thing for you to do. Right. So whenever Mm -hmm. people say like, oh, freelance isn't for everybody or running a business isn't for everybody, like it's, it's true. And like, there's no shame in that. Like if you want to, you know, stay making the the thing if you i don't know like you got to be able to focus on what's actually important to you um but yeah anyway so yeah i asked you that question because i i know that if that doesn't work out then you start to act and i know that you're the kind of person Mm -hmm. that would act on that immediately and yeah figure things out Mm -hmm. Uh, that was a really long compliment that's no it's it's (laughs) 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 it's a really good question um let's see here um shelby do you have any questions you have any good ones yeah, while I, I, I speak at my notes here <laughs> i um i was thinking a lot too I, I know we were kind of talking a little bit about um tracking data and we've been talking a lot about transparency on the podcast as well mm-hmm. um i was wondering if we want to transition to a little bit of that and what you share and you know how you kind of make that distinction especially because you are tracking so much data and that's fantastic too um, kind mm-hmm. of what you choose to share and why, why you make those decisions. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, I think again, just only being in year two, I think just seeing what was relevant in that year to share, or let, at least, you know, what I consider, what stuff I was tracking just for myself, just, you know, especially like YouTube and like, I'm paying more attention to my website. So I want to see if it's working and stuff like that. So stuff that I found personally important, I was like, Oh, I'll just, you know, might as well just like share this with everyone else, I guess, if, if they find it helpful or not, or care or whatever, it doesn't matter to me. Um, and, um, there goes that train again. <laughs> it's gone. Um, be, being able to publicly share this stuff, that doesn't make you uncomfortable at all? No. Um, I, I think there's a certain line that I'm I'm still kind of like navigating in terms of like, because I do see a lot of posts of people like, I made this number right. of dollars in this month and this, this, and this. And I don't think I am totally there yet. Uh, I think I, I want to navigate that kind of carefully. Um, sure. Just, you know, when it comes to the clients that I have and all the NDAs and stuff, I don't want to in any way kind of put that on the line or anything like that too. Um, and, you know, that stuff is just more for me. But I, I think kind of, in a cheeky way, kind of showing it in percentages and kind of like, you know, very ambiguous bar graphs and stuff like that. I'm like, you can kind of get the general picture from this. Like, it's not hiding anything, but it's, you know, it's still kind of painting that picture. Um, But yeah, I think, you know, I'm not, I'm not totally sure if like, I'm one of those people that needs to tell them exactly what I made. But, um, but I think one of my stats that's probably going to come up next week is like, uh, you know, my first, my first three figure year, uh, 
was my second year. Um, and that's like a 70 something increase or percent increase from the first year, you know, so yep. stuff like that, um, just to kind of illustrate the, the whole idea of like, it can be successful in, you know, a two year period of time, you know, if you put the, the work in and everything. Um, and if, if this is what you love to do and stuff, um, yeah, I, I think when it comes down to numbers, I think that's super helpful. I've I'm part of a um, like a design Slack community where every now and then someone will find like a like a spreadsheet that you know tons of designers or someone like put together to show like this person was from Alabama and they are a product designer and this is how much they make or if they're freelancing and like what they charge per project and stuff. So that level of transparency is cool to see from, you know, just different walks of life um, and just kind of that range and everything just to see like what the competitive rates and everything are. Um, But I think that's, that's probably like where I find it most helpful. I don't, again, I don't think like everyone can really say that they are the exact same experience or type of person or, you know, business owner as someone else. So I think numbers should always kind of be a little different uh, depending on who they are. But um, the transparency is cool just to kind of, co- excuse me, just to kind of compare. But, um, but yeah. Right. Th- those most important numbers are for yourself. Like I, yeah. I'm right there with you. There are certain things that you, you can share. I'm, I'm completely, so with our internal team, I share everything. And even that makes me feel like you get that vulnerability sure. hangover afterwards because you're like, Does that, was that too much? That was too much, wasn't it? Um, but because you you do, you have to consider a lot of like, why are you going to share this thing? Because mm-hmm. um, again, I'm right there with you where I'll I'll do those ambiguous bar charts and I'll talk about percentages. There's certain things that I will give like actual numbers to. So like one of the things that I do quite a bit is like once we're finished with a project i have all of the hours listed out from Mm -hmm. every task that was done so i'm like wow like yes this stuff is really useful for me to be able to set budgets but let me also share this because i think that it's a it's an important thing for both clients and other people in industry to be able to see this yeah agreed like i don't know i maybe it's just content i don't know but i like to think (laughs) that it's uh useful to to people and kind of our overall strategy of awareness, honestly. Um, but I don't know, for me, like I've always been much more comfortable, like documenting my story rather than like being the thought leader. Mm-hmm. So like, to me that like the data is like, I don't like, here is what happened. <laughs> like yeah. that I'm just, I'm just a photographer in the wild, basically. <laughs> like that's kind of how I feel sometimes. Mm-hmm on this crazy safari that's sometimes dangerous, but fun. So I don't know, like for me, like I love just being able to share those things that I didn't really have to think a whole lot for. Like it does, honestly, like it does make me kind of uncomfortable to be like, I am thought leader. This is what I believe. <laughs> I am thought leader. I am thought leader. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just, I feel like there's so many people that do that. And most of the people probably just have an abundance of confidence yeah Uh, i'm not going to say that's a bad thing necessarily but i'm like Mm -hmm. well i don't want to just be seen as somebody else that just has a bunch of confidence like i would rather here's the story like here is what actually happened um and you know so like last year i posted like how much we made every quarter for the last like four years 
and it's just a little chart that's just slowly going up. And even that, like, I didn't, I didn't put actual numbers on it, but even that, I was like, God, God, I shouldn't be doing this right now. (laughs) That's (laughs) crossing the line. (laughs) I think I don't think I'm going to do that again this year. But I'm like, I, I would like to, but like, I don't know. Well, I think I think especially now it's kind of important, like you mentioned, like like client facing stuff for like clients to understand like what mm-hmm. really all goes into doing projects and and what is really needed to make a, a small studio run, um, and uh, and I think especially with the whole you know quote unquote recession talk and everything right now too, I think transparency now more than ever has become important and just you know just like an abundance of it almost um to seeing like exact numbers just because i think you know justin and i we both hear a lot of like a lot of freelancers are just kind of in like a dry like not Mm -hmm. good spot right now and we're like oh shit like do we need to really start paying more attention to that and you know so i think like in terms of just industry and like freelancers kind of looking out for each other in a way um just kind of getting a temperature gauge of like what's kind of going on um is anyone else having this problem kind of kind of thing kind of just like a big subreddit for uh <laughs> for freelancers and small business owners out in the world but, but right yeah and that's that's what's interesting to me is so yesterday we posted uh, looking for a, a freelance illustrator for this children's book thing that we're working on <clears throat> and we had over 100 people apply in under 24 hours I've awesome. never, never had that happen before. And at first I was like, oh man, like we must be doing something really good. Like really getting this word out. And then I'm like, I think it actually means something else too. I think it also means that a lot of people are looking for work right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it is unfortunate. And I, I'm, you know, I feel very grateful uh, to be in the position that we're in to be able to add people to the team. But at the same time, like that, that's some of the data that I also look at where I'm like, I can't, I can't ignore that. Like that's, mm-hmm. that's something that we're in right now at this moment. I don't know if it's going to get worse or not. Right. Um, but I don't know. Like that, I guess that's kind of one of the, that's one of the interesting parts that you're in right now that I didn't have to go through until the same time as you really. Um, like, yes, I started, I don't know, maybe, five or six years before you but you know our economy was doing great that entire it was only going up in those years but now we're both you know at different stages but we're experiencing the same thing so we have to kind of handle it um a little bit differently so let me let me ask you that and i know that's (laughs) probably something you can't really answer just yet but um how do you, how do you handle or how do you prepare for a situation like a recession? It's it's funny because that is like the most adult question that I've come across in my entire life so far. <laughs> talk about, about to, IRAs yeah. and four hundred one k's next. <laughs> yeah. I'm about to turn twenty six and I still don't feel like I'm even ready to like talk about recessions because I'm like I don't know, <laughs> okay. right? You know, um, but I, I think I, I try not to overthink it too much. And, and my fiance is just really good about uh, kind of being the one to give me the news of of like more yep. specific things that are happening, um, just you know in the economy and just you know that whole whole side of stuff. 
enough because I probably don't pay much attention to it as much as I probably should. But I think just generally, I I am a squirrel when it comes to money, and like I just put away stuff nice. like crazy. Like I barely really pay myself like a salary. It's really just like whatever I need for the week. Like I don't right. think through that too much. Um, just because like there's not really a whole lot that we need to really do other than bills and rent and stuff. But um, but uh, oh my god! <laughs> Today well, so me, I swear. Me, <laughs> no. uh, I I am also a squirrel, uh, <laughs> but I think that it's I think it's a really good way to be because uh, I don't know. Like, there's a lot of things you can spend your money on, right? Um, I mostly think that it's a trap. Like, most of money-related things are a trap. Um, Especially when you see, like, friends that are, like, going out to eat all the time and, like, buying big houses or fancy cars. And it's like, damn. Like, yeah, there's a little bit of jealousy that comes with those things. Some people act on that jealousy and some people are squirrels. Yep. Um, I like and, being a squirrel. Yeah, I don't. It's a good I life. <laughs> I think it annoys my wife sometimes, a lot of times. <laughs> but like, it's it's funny whenever my fiance and I do talk finances because we're we're you know open about everything, and whenever good. we do look at each other's like bank details and stuff, he's like, "What? You, like, I have a savings <laughs> account for literally almost everything. Like our our wedding stuff right now, I made a whole savings account just for that. I have a savings yep. for." like rainy day fund savings just as savings like it's it's ridiculous yep. I, and i know that that's fine but it works it works for me um and it makes me feel safe yep, literally <laughs> so the that's, exact that's same all thing that, matters. that i do yeah. we are so similar audrey it's so funny i, know, I love it <laughs> uh, i again i do the same thing where i'm like i have like there's at least eight or nine bank accounts and various forms or whatever and my wife's like hey i'm gonna buy this what account do I use? I'm like, you should know what account to use at this point, right? She's like, I have Look no idea. I cannot keep up. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I'm like, you should know. Like, that's the grocery account, of course. And it's like, these are diapers. And I'm like, yeah. Pushes well, up glasses. A, that's a grocery. Yeah, basically. I'm like, yeah, I have all of these things. I don't know. But like, anyway, so that that's something that creating that kind of habit of being a squirrel, especially at 26, I just, I think it's so invaluable that you're setting the right tone for how you should be doing things. Again, most people have so much debt in this world. And to me, I'm so baffled how, I think the average like credit card debt in America is like $10,000 or something. And I'm like, how how do they even do yeah. that? Like, did they not realize right. at some point that that was just way too much? Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure what your guys' credit card debt is. Let's get into that. <laughs> no. Little to none. <laughs> um, but I just, to me, like, before you make decisions, you know, I guess like I, we talk about all this stuff like personal finance and like it plays such a huge role in being able to make a decision like going freelance because you're allowed to withstand a lot more trouble when you take care mm-hmm. of your own personal finances, you're able to say no a lot more if you are, you know, put yourself in a better situation. And again, like, I'm I'm not just simply saying make more money out there, but it's, <laughs> it's also like being realistic with like, okay, how much do you have? And yes, 
things are write-offs, right? We could talk about write-offs all day, yes. but that costs money still. Yeah. So just because something's a write-off doesn't mean you just go it's out just and spend free. a bunch of cash. Yeah, yeah like right. that's not what that means. It just lowers your tax liability. Yeah. We'll get into that another day. Um, <laughs> but so to me, that's like another thing I see young people doing is like, yeah, yeah, I bought this $4,000 like Apple computer. I'm like, hold up. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, did you need that? Right. Like, especially whenever someone's like, oh, yeah, like I'm just like using Illustrator. I'm like, okay, so why did you need all of that computing power? to run like you're making poor decisions basically like Mm -hmm. and a lot of times people can recover from those things but that's the kind of stuff that sets you off on the wrong path in this and again if you take on any debt so i i can say that not at any point during made by things past have i taken on any debt to to this point maybe someday it'll happen but at this point we have it's been grow slowly, grow That's whenever awesome. the money is actually there and not try to create mm-hmm. any need for <laughs> emergency yeah. type situations, right? Um, but that that's not the path that a lot of people choose to take, especially whenever it comes to like freelance. They're like, oh, okay, I need $50,000 uh, to have an office, to have a computer, to... Um, registered name like to build a website like they they take on a lot of money like that and that's their first stop on this journey is i need a bunch of money to be able to start doing this it's crazy how much you can do with so little right like just just that really you're no you're totally right and i'll i something i talked about openly before so i'll say it again but like stealing software isn't a good (laughs) thing okay (laughs) But you got to do what you have to do. How many artists would we not have if they didn't steal software when they well, were like that's in what high I'm school? Saying. Like <laughs> it wouldn't it wouldn't be me. Like that's what right. I had to do throughout college mm-hmm. and even slightly after that. I won't say specifically how long, but like <laughs> if I didn't have that, I wouldn't be able to know the software. I wouldn't be able to pay adobe for however many licenses we have right now if it if i wasn't able to take an extended very extended free trial (laughs) (laughs) that's what we'll call it um so like while i don't necessarily condone those things um you got to be scrappy you have to figure things out and if you're not willing to do that then again maybe it's not a thing that's for you necessarily um let's uh let's get to here uh, what advice do you give? I want to ask about two groups right now. Uh, obviously, it's going to be the people that are just starting out right now and maybe the people that just completed their first year. Let's start with people that are at year zero deciding that next week I'm going freelance. What do you say to those people? I would say have a checklist of of things that you should kind of like if not already like prepare for and uh and i think you know that comes with like some legal things here and there whatever but i think getting yourself as visible as possible is like the best thing you could do uh i think like and i know that social media is its own beast and everything and and i don't even take social media that seriously like i use linkedin more than anything but in in any other social media is purely just for fun at this point for me um 
but uh, but uh, yeah, I think the visibility is a, is a really big thing. I think even if you're just starting out, um, just just showing people that you're trying and showing people that like you have like the hunger to like get better. You want mentors to kind of help you along the journey. You want people to see that growth and stuff. I think that is like it's just beyond important. I think a lot of people get a little too shy or bashful kind of showing that the vulnerable side of like, oh, I'm not ready. Like I'll do this when I'm ready kind of thing. Well, if you wait till you're, it's that, I think it's like a JK Rowling quote. It's like, if you wait until you're ready, like you'll never, like it'll never happen or something like that. Um, and so you just kind of have to do it. You just have to kind of learn along the way. Um, and just ask a lot of people for, advice on stuff and just ask questions and um don't be afraid to just you know try and chat with someone i know that's a huge thing happening right now of just people like meeting a new person every day and like picking their brain about stuff um yeah that's that's kind of the biggest thing i think and obviously you know trying to have like your circle of like people that can refer you for projects and stuff like that is huge too but excuse me (laughs) um (laughs) But, uh, but yeah, I think visibility just kind of is an all-encompassing thing that should just always be happening. Right. Yeah. I there's there's so much of what you just said there. Right now I don't want to get to, um, <clears throat> and then we'll get to year one people. Anyway, um, there's people out there that'll say like, don't share what you're doing until you're actually doing it in this world. And I see that and I'm like, I don't know, like. It can get annoying if people are, like, talking about how they're going to, like, start this big thing and then they never talk about it again after that because yeah. they clearly – it was something they were interested in for a day. But for me, like, that's something that – that I don't know, call it social pressure maybe. <laughs> but, like, that's something that motivates me. So I put that stuff out there, mm-hmm. like, immediately. If I have an idea for something – I mean, I think about it. I don't put all my ideas right. out there. But if I'm, like, oh, wow, like – this might be interesting to start like a mentorship program. When I posted that, I literally, it was like the night before or that morning when I was like, I'm getting asked this a bit. Like, maybe this is something like, all right, let's just ask people if that's something that they want. But I think that having that level of humility, I think is so, so important. Mm -hmm. Like, I think that that's, that's a big transition point that we've made in just kind of our American culture at this point, especially when it comes to business is that, well, most people don't trust businesses. That's just kind of a fact. So I think that's one of the things that's like, well, how can I be different from, you know, everybody else? And it's like, well, transparency, I'll tell them everything. (laughs) Or, you know, like, be completely honest with, you know, some of the thoughts or ideas that I have and see what people think. Mm -hmm. And almost in a way, kind of hold them accountable. Like nobody's actually paying attention to if I do anything or not. Right. But for me, I'm like, oh, shit, like I said I was going to do that. So I got to do something. Like I yeah. got to I got to keep going with this. Right. right. Um, and then the second thing has has also escaped my brain here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn it. I'm going to get there. Hold on a second. Um, well, I don't know. Let's go to this. Uh, <laughs> so what, what advice do you give then to people going into their second year? I think the biggest thing is to avoid plateauing and, and take more risks. I, I think not necessarily financially, but I think when it comes to, especially if, if you have a bigger goal of getting certain types of clients or getting, you know, more income and stuff like that. And like you said, Matt, like changing up 
the formula and just and just what is typically done on your end um and and not being afraid to you know if this is in someone's interest like trying a new skill and trying to kind of broaden the palette a little bit in a way like if it's not already um that's something that i'm you know i'm always trying to do and in 3d i think has been my um my beast of like trying to grasp more but it's it's just time consuming for me so i'm trying to that's that's something that's just always a goal for me too but yeah i think just taking more risks and um and not being afraid to just be more visible and just be you know transparent in a way of just like hey this is like what i'm working on you know obviously if you're allowed to ndas and all that but um and just showing people like the stuff that you care about and personal projects i think are huge i've gotten most jobs just from personal projects um and getting to kind of flex in my own way and and getting to wear all the hats just for just for a little bit um and all that stuff and getting to show like what you can actually do so um yeah i think yeah, just trying to just get better at things and um, don't be afraid to just talk to more people and and just define more goals, I think, is huge. Yeah, I, I think that idea of just gaining awareness, I think for those first two years, I think especially, I mean, that's not something that ever stops. I think there's always that need to create awareness mm-hmm. in what you do, who you are and why it matters to you, I think is, is always going to be a very, very important thing, especially now more than ever. And I think for me at first, like whenever I first went freelance, I, I didn't understand that. And that's why that first year was not amazing for me. Um, and it was because I was like, oh, okay. Like I thought that maybe I already had all of the contacts that I would need to be able to do this, but it, it doesn't stop. Mm-hmm. Like it's something that always has to be cultivated basically like little seeds that are planted in a field basically right and you also need to have the understanding that you can't just plant a seed and it blooms in the same day right um it's it could take many months it could take many years but to me that's that's the fun part now is that there's conversations that i had in year three with people that now that i'm in year eight um those seeds are starting to blossom and Mm -hmm. i'm like wow like i didn't i I don't mean it to sound so manipulative i always Mm -hmm. get kind of weird about this because like this is that's how i visualize things but like that wasn't necessarily my intention was like all right i'm gonna go plant this seed today (laughs) and like it was like okay let's just have a conversation with this person Mm -hmm. so it's not like i necessarily thought about those things so like even right now today i'm always like I don't, I don't know. Let's just have conversations with people and we'll see where it leads. Sometimes people are like, oh, funny you reach out. Like I, we have a project that we need help on like next week. And sometimes it's like just somebody honestly ignoring you. This Mm -hmm. is, this is something that's probably useful here. Um, There are cold emails that I've sent out. There are cold connections on LinkedIn where people just straight up don't respond to me at all. I'll send two or three potentially messages and they don't say anything. I'm like, they're clearly not interested. And then two years later, they're like, hey, been following you on LinkedIn. Love what you're doing. Uh, Would love to get together and talk about this project we have. And I'm like, you didn't even answer me. <laughs> it's like, you don't remember me, do you? <laughs> well, that's initially, that's kind of what I'm thinking. But I'm like, yeah. well, that's, they had to have seen this stuff because yeah. they're commenting like directly under it. So I'm like, this is more awkward for you than it is me at this <laughs> right. point. You should have just acknowledged me and my existence maybe. But 
But like, it's pretty cool to even see that, that even in times where you feel like you're being ignored, people are still somewhat paying attention. So like, it can feel like you're failing at those points, but it's not that simple all the time. So, mm-hmm. um, all right, let's get into some final thoughts here. Shelby, I'm going to start with you. Yeah, I don't, I don't have as many final thoughts because I'm not a freelancer. Um, but I've, I don't know. I've really appreciated this conversation because, um, as somebody outside of that world and working more for people within that community, it's, it's interesting to hear, hear that perspective. Um, especially talking about transparency. I also like, um, how you mentioned that balance between your your personal goals and your professional goals as well and kind of how you're looking at this new year you're getting married you're moving there's a lot of other goals in your life too that are that are you know very important to you so i i appreciate that that balance but yeah no i'm just i'm grateful to be able to sit in and be a part of this conversation nice all right audrey final thoughts anything else that you want the world to know oh about your gosh. journey there's always so many final thoughts. It's it's just trying to channel them in the right moment right now. Um, I, I think, yeah, uh, I, I think for, for anyone who's also like just starting freelancing or even if you're a couple years in or whatever, I think just paying more attention to to the stats of everything. I think not necessarily having to share those with everyone, but again, just seeing from like a comparison of numbers standpoint or like a visual standpoint, just the differences, whether it's like a good or a bad thing and just recognizing what might need to change or what what needs to be improved and stuff, I think is just just that in itself of recognizing that is like is a business move and choosing to act on it. Um, so I, I think just, you know, having some kind of spreadsheet just quick and dirty like just putting in some stuff whether it's quarterly or or monthly or whatever is just super important um and it's just great to kind of look back on and if you're able to pat yourself on the back you know that you accomplished that i think that's that's huge for for just personal morale and everything um yeah and i think overall too um just squirrel away (laughs) i can't i can't i can't speak too much to the whole recession (laughs) side of stuff but that's just general advice of just like i i'm in my mid-20s and everything and i i've definitely been been lucky with not having a lot of debt or anything but um you know just making good money decisions and and learning like like we were talking about expenses and stuff learning what you can do with as little as possible to to then kind of reward yourself later with with the bigger things and um, and stuff like that too. And, you know, more business decisions and stuff, but, um, but yeah, that's, that's kind of it. I think right now, I'm sure there's more stuff later on, but <laughs> I'll, I'll leave it in the comments well, on your LinkedIn post. We'll leave, maybe, yeah. Or we can leave it for uh, part three uh, next, yes. next, yes. uh, next February, March. We'll oh see. my gosh. Um, all right. So final thoughts for me here. Um, there's a lot of places that I kind of wanted to go with this, this last thing here, but I guess what I'll, what I'll say is, um, it's, this is hard, right? Like I guess this is not easy. Audrey has put in so many hours into this stuff. Now I'm always, I'm always careful on like kind of pushing the hustle culture of things because that's never what I want to do. <clears throat> but I will be clear that this takes a lot of work. Um, and it's work that, you know, you've, you started at a much younger age than, most people did. I, I believe that for you, it started well before you even went to college. <laughs> um, 
there there is a work ethic that is required to be able to do something great and to do something that not many people choose to do. Um, again, I'm not saying that the only thing, only great things in the world is to be freelance, but I'm saying that no matter what you decide to do, whatever goal you have, it's likely a goal that's not going to be easy to get to. And I think you, I mean, you need a combination of being smart and working hard. If you're not as smart as other people, then you're going to have to work harder. If you are smarter than others, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, it's still going to require work, right? Yeah. Um, I, for me, I've never considered myself to be a very smart person. Like everything in my life always just took me a little bit longer to get to. So like for me, that's why I was like, all right, I have to, I have to make up for that with hard work. And that might not always be in the right direction, but, and this kind of gets me to the, the stat side of thing was like, if I can see in a clear format, how my performance is, then I can figure out if I'm going in the wrong direction or not. And, um, you know, and ending on this, this idea of keeping track of data, I, I just, I can't stress this enough to, to everybody. Yes, there are other people in this world that will post how much money they made, how many hours they worked on things. They'll share all the stuff openly and freely. <clears throat> and initial reactions might be for you to compare yourself to that person. And that's where data is very, very dangerous. Mm-hmm. Um, now, depending on what motivates you in this world, yes, you can say, you know what? Like, yeah, that's that's what I want. I want to do that. I'm going to do that. Like, you can make those decisions, but seeing what other people made and comparing it directly to yourself can also be an extremely harmful thing because it's not just about those numbers, which honestly, this is this is why I love the idea of keeping track of data like you are and sharing it. This this is a journal entry for you. This isn't yeah. necessarily for everybody, but no. like <laughs> in five years from now, 10 years from now, when you look back on this, there's just, there's so much there for yourself. So I, I guess I'm a big believer in like the... I call it like the Mario Kart method. Hear me out here Please for just explain. a moment. I love it already. <laughs> um, so in Mario Kart, this is, I, was Mario Kart 64. I actually have it right back over here in the console right now. But um, there is like time trials. And I would love doing the time trials, probably more so than like racing other people. Because when you do the time trials, every time you do a lap, it makes a ghost version of yourself. And now you're competing with yourself. Mm-hmm. So every single lap, if you do better than the last one, now that's the ghost that you're racing against. So like nothing pushed me more to be a better Mario Kart racer <laughs> than yourself. <laughs> than myself, right? And I just I guess I'm I'm just a firm believer of that. Like mm-hmm. who better to compete with than yourself? It's the most healthy level of competition that we can have. And whether you're into the idea of competition or not nothing is going to push you quite like yourself last year. That that uh, that reminds me of uh, Michael Jordan. Um, I don't know if you've seen the documentary The Last Dance, but he says something that yep. my fiance and I talk about all the time of like, he created his own competition, like in his head. Yep. Um, that, uh, yeah, that like, he was he was only competing with himself. Um, and that is why he was like the best in that era. Yeah. yeah. Uh, comparing me to Michael Jordan, <laughs> I think we're ready to end this. <laughs> <laughs> one and the same <laughs> yep <laughs> we're, 
We're about the same height. We, our basketball skills are very similar, <laughs> you know. <laughs> uh, anyway, all right. Uh, I appreciate you you coming on here and talking uh, again openly with with everything. Uh, good luck in year three, Audrey. And for everyone out there still listening, I love you. Bye. The Comanche Show is created by Made by Things. And if you have a question you would like us to discuss, you can send a message at cmdz.show. And if you like what you hear, leave a review. We'll see you next week with a brand new show.